0: I'll be doing the woo woohoo for. I was thinking about that the other day. By the way, this is the lovely Kristen. You would say hi, Kristen.
1: Good morning. Oh gosh, I shouldn't have said good morning. Should I have?
0: <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Say good morning. Tell tell everybody what time it is because I want people to know how dedicated you are to this podcast. Tell them.
1: <laughs> so it is six o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. I have a scarf around my neck <clears throat> because even though it's ninety degrees true. outside, I um I have a little bit of a summer cold. And um, I have a cup of coffee in my hands and I would like to point out, Tova, do you see what my mug says? It's a dog no, peeing I, on a fire oh. hydrant and it's saying, assert <laughs> yourself because that's how I'm <laughs> feeling today. Like the world is peeing on me, oh, uh, no. but that's how we record. We record it all different times. Sometimes it's nighttime for Tova and sometimes it's super early yeah. for me, but we have to do what works for us and our kids, right?
0: Yeah, because I guess maybe some people don't are not aware of this, but we're actually not based in the same country. I'm based in England, and you're in the in in the states, right? So yep. our time difference a bit of an issue, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, and so it's I'm only so taken us. Sorry, once. you're up so early. Oh, that's okay. You know what? I actually wasn't feeling well last night. I got this silly cold, and I went to bed super early. Like I went to bed at seven o'clock at night, my time. I didn't fall asleep till eight, so I woke up quite early. I woke up around four thirty-five and just laid in bed for wow. another half an hour because you know I'd already gotten eight hours sleep. So my body was like, what are you doing? You don't sleep more than seven hours. You have kids.
0: (laughs) Do you feel that like, you know, I, I find that parents talk about sleep a lot. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you know what I mean? Like when you're young, you never talk about sleep. It's almost like with the weather, you never talk about the weather or sleep. And then suddenly, you reach a certain age, and you start telling people how many hours
1: of sleep you've. Had. I don't Have you think it's that? yeah, but I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's a parenting thing because yeah. before you had kids, you would sleep nine or ten hours, and your life was blissful and then once you yeah. have kids if you get eight hours sleep i mean it's cause for celebration you need to pop open the, the champagne so yes no i do um talk about sleep a lot unfortunately yeah <laughs> but me, how too. Are, me too how I are mean, you doing I, uh, that's what, yeah
0: i'm good i really, really good uh well, Mike is still away, so i 'm still a single mom, uh, but he 's coming back on uh when's he coming back on sunday but it 's been it 's been okay. It was actually our wedding anniversary yesterday, and um, i i don 't know this is like a this has been i don 't know three or four years in a row that we actually don 't get to celebrate our wedding anniversary, because he's always away in Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival, which, by the way, you have got to come to one year. Like, seriously, you'll love it. It's so nice. I would um, love to. But, I, but Yeah, but I kind of like love and hate the festival because I'm not up there. So he's away always on our wedding anniversary. But I did get a very nice bunch of flowers and chocolates. I saw that. Well. And <laughs> I have two questions
1: for you. First of all, before you were mayor, I mean, before you had kids, did you used to go to the festival with him?
0: Um I mean we I I went a few times and you know I used to I used to act so I I was actually in a show one year El, uh, my eldest was 4 months old and I was up uh, doing a show and he was running a venue and that was so nice. And I thought to myself, wow, this is the life, you know, like I'll just strap my kid on the back, you know, on my back and go and do a fringe festival. I'm so cool, you know. <laughs> and then I had twins. We <laughs> haven't left the house, you know, like in four years. <laughs> so we were looking into it to maybe going this summer, but it was so expensive. You know what I mean? Like to find a flat that was big enough for five of us and with the travel expenses, such how we just thought, nah, we're not gonna do it. So maybe maybe in a couple of years' time. But it's fun. It's fun for the kids as well.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to go. Now the other question I had is when I saw your anniversary pictures, I (laughs) thought how lovely you're obsessed with chocolate. He sends you chocolates. But do women ever give their husbands anniversary (gasps) presents? Like do you ever send him anything?
0: I knew you were going to ask that. I'm like the shittiest wife ever. This is the truth. Because the truth is I kind of also forgot, but I'm bad with dates. Like I don't, I really am bad with dates. And then he said, and he even said to me the night before, I'm like, I feel awful saying this because I really am a shitty wife. Okay. But he, but he's with me. So I guess I'm not that bad. But like he asked me that he said to me the night before, are you going to be in tomorrow around lunchtime? And I was like. Yeah, I think so. And he said, okay, well, there's a delivery arriving. And I was like thinking, oh, God, what's he got from Amazon again? You
1: know? <laughs> or eBay doing your Christmas <laughs> or shopping. Or eBay.
0: Yeah, because he's obsessed you know, with online shopping. And then the next thing arrives, this big bunch of flowers. And I'm like, oh, you idiot. You forgot. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really. Um, do you? You probably do, right? Do you get something
1: really nice? Well, no. Them? I mean, in the beginning, I used to follow those silly anniversary gift guidelines. You know, year one is paper or whatever it is. I don't remember. Do you know what I'm talking about? I used to do that and I would write lovely notes and, you know, all the reasons why I love you, but come on. (laughs) We've been (laughs) together now. Uh, We've been together 17 years. We're coming up on our 15 year anniversary and um, now he's lucky if he gets a card and we go out to
0: dinner. Wow! I had no idea you were married for that long. That's amazing. Yeah, I met him years. pretty young.
1: I mean, right after I graduated college and got my first job, I met him when I was 23, 24, and we got engaged when I was wow. 25 and married when I was 26. So yeah, wow. i been with him, gosh, a long time. <laughs> I wish people could see the sigh. <laughs> <laughs> my husband always says, it feels like 15 minutes underwater, that's his line. And I know it I by heart that. because he says it every single time someone asks us how long we're married. But that's not what we're talking about today, Toba, no, is no, it? No. What are we talking Although about today? This. I know, I know. We no. should have done a show on marriage. Yeah. Okay, Tova, I have something to share with everyone that I'm really excited about. You know how much I love my Friday nights. I sit on the couch in my pajamas, drinking my Pinot, watching my favorite shows while the kids finally go to sleep. But we have partnered with something that I think is so cool. It's a wine delivery service. I mean, who wouldn't want wine delivered to their door? It's called Wink. Wink.
0: I know. It's genius. I mean, I I don't know about you, but when when I go to the supermarket to get, like, wines, I mean, to be honest, most of the times I don't, but sometimes it's my job to do it. I just stand there in front of all the options, and I literally have no idea what to choose, you know? And I end up just choosing the one that had the best label. (laughs) And sometimes it's (laughs) a good choice, but sometimes it sucks. So this is why I love uh, Wink. They basically deliver the wine to your doorstep. They select the ones that they think you're going to like you. go, um, you basically fill in a questionnaire, ask you different questions about like what you eat, what you drink, what you like and they match the best wines for you. They are offering our listeners $20 off their first order and all you need to do is go to wink.com slash coffee and enjoy that amazing promotion. Um, And that's it. It's really good. I mean, I I don't even know what can be better than that. Wine at your doorstep, right?
1: (laughs) It's the best invention ever and I'm looking forward to trying some new wine because I get stuck in a rut. So I'm really excited to try this.
0: Exactly. Anyway, so back to what we were talking about.
1: Do you want to tell everyone, first of all, thank you to everyone who has been listening. We are so um, humbled and honored and grateful to everyone who's been downloading and supporting. And there've been so many people not only leaving us reviews on iTunes, but on our Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show as well. So thank you guys. I love getting the Facebook messages and so does Tova too. So thank you so much for listening
0: thank you so, so much. And today we said we would talk about all the stuff that women are expected to do. Dun, dun, I feel dun, like dun. there needs to be a, yes. A I feel like we need a like, kind of, dramatic
1: like dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <is> so true. <laughs> that is so true. I know. And, um, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, I mean, there's so many things, right? Like, where do you start? But i don't know uh, on my mind recently have been two things but i'll start with the kind of like light-hearted thing a bit more the the topic of hair removal right <laughs> hair removal it's 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 really bothering me lately we've talked about this a lot right because we talked about the armpit unicorn right we talked about right. glitter and vaginas although i know that doesn't necessarily you know uh, well maybe i don't know I don't know. Well, no. Anyway, but my point is hair removal, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is one of those things that kind of like it's an unspoken kind of expectation or is it spoken maybe even? I don't know.
1: Right? No, I mean, uh, it is spoken. Do you remember the first time you shaved your legs or what the precipice was to make you want to shave your legs? Because I have a very vivid memory, but I'll ask you to go first. Okay. What was it? I
0: do remember. Um, I don't remember exactly the age, but I was. We were going on a school trip um, to like a beach resort type of school trip, and um, and I said to my mom like I I want to shave my legs like we're gonna be in swimsuits with my classmates and I've got some hair and obviously looking back I barely had any hair right but that was the first time so it was like a that feeling of I'm gonna be with my classmates and there were boys gonna be there and you know how old were you it was time I can't remember I can't remember how old I was. I really can't remember. When did when was your first kind of I experience? remember it. I was
1: in the shower and I asked my mom because I, I want to say it was either the last year of elementary school, which here is fifth grade, which you're around 10, or the first year of middle wow. school. And all of my friends were shaving their legs and I had blonde wow. hair on my legs. You could barely see it. But I do have lots of... I'm furry. I have furry arms. <laughs> I just... Nice I'm and fluffy. furry I'm nice and fluffy, <laughs> yes. It's not fat. It's fluff. Um, but, and I wanted to shave my legs because some of my friends had mentioned like how much hair I had on my legs, but it was so blonde. Uh And I remember feeling pressured, like peer pressure. Like I had to be like everyone else. And my mom was like, you don't want to start shaving because once you start, you can never stop. And the older you get, the more it'll grow back heavier. And she was really trying to stop me. But, um, No. So I started shaving under my arms and I started shaving my legs around 10. And um, it's really interesting because my daughters have, my husband's um, at least half Italian and they've got really thick hair and they've got darker hair. Like mm-hmm. darker hair on their legs, and I'm wondering when they're gonna start feeling it. I never point it out to them, obviously. I don't even no. want them to see it. Yeah. But I'm wondering in today's age, because everything seems to be happening so much younger now, you know, with kids getting phones and they grow up so much faster now. I'm yeah. curious when the peers will start pressuring my daughters. But um yeah, I it's just annoying. It's annoying. I always say that to my husband. Like, I always have to look so nice for you. I have to shave my armpits, I have to groom myself, I have to look pretty, but what are you doing for? me like what are you what are you grooming for me to make you look attainable and you know look good for me and he always kind of gives me that quizzical look but then he'll go you know cut his nose hairs or something after that conversation
0: (laughs) but do you you know it's interesting that you said I that you say to your husband I always have to look good for you so do you feel that it is for men do you feel like that the whole kind of hair removal and here here we go, we're smooth as babies is for the benefit of men or do you feel like the pressure is coming from men or what is it Cause, because of your sentence, like what what's behind it?
1: I mean, I think if... I'll tell you this, when he's on the road, so I mean, I know your husband's away for two weeks. My husband <laughs> travels a lot say, more when he's on the road. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, tw- I'm not tweezing my eyebrows and shaving my legs as often as I do. I mean, especially if I'm wearing pants, I mean, if he's gone for 10, 12 days, I won't shave my legs at all. It's for him. So he feels nice and smooth legs when he crawls into bed. It's not for me. I mean, I mean if I was working and I was making a public appearance, I, you know, I feel the pressure of society to look a certain way. I don't think I would ever, I don't think I would ever not shave my armpits. I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, I know a lot of women don't, and that's great and all the power to you, but I think, I don't know, I guess I want to fit in If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. are you the same way? Do you shave your armpits, Tova? Let's get real personal.
0: (laughs) No, no, yeah, exactly. I do. I do. I shave my armpits and I share my my legs, but that's kind of where I draw the line. Like I've never really been into the whole "let's wax it all off everywhere." Like I'm not. I'm not into that at all. Um, And but what's interesting to me is like I feel like uh, today you were mentioning your daughters. And I'm a mom of girls as well, right? So these things are on my mind as well. I feel like the pressure today on women, for example, to, re- to remove their body hair is m- far more extreme than it was when we were growing up. I don't feel like when I was a teenager, anybody talked about like, for example, you know, getting like a, I think it's called a Hollywood, I think, like when you shave all your pubic hair off and stuff like that, you know, like I don't nobody was talking about that i know i know a lot of women who do it and they're my age but as a, as a as a as a teenager or as in my 20s that wasn't something really that anybody was expecting whereas just recently i had a chat with a girlfriend and her daughter is a teen Um, and you know, she's starting to get like sexually active and she basically said to her mom, you know, I want to, I want to go and get every, get rid of everything. So get rid of all her pubic hair and everything. And her mom asked her, but why? And she said, because boys in my class say that it's disgusting. And I just, that kind of really got to me. Do you mind if I
1: ask how old she is? I'm just curious. She's 17. Okay. That's much older than I was imagining. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, but I'm sure, do you know what, I think like she's 17, but I am betting my life that there are 14 year olds who are thinking the same thing, maybe even, I don't know, like I don't know, because my girls are still young, so I don't know when it all starts, but I'm guessing it starts younger than we think it does, and I was just so gutted when she told me that story, because I was, do you know what I mean, like I, I felt so bad for, yeah, for all I the mean, girls I, in the I world don't like, that anybody I don't would like say the- that to them, or that they would think that about a part of their bodies. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't like that they're even talking about it in school and I don't like how early um, kids are becoming sexually active. I mean, I have uh, a sister-in-law who has um, four kids and I've spent a lot of time with them as they were growing up from, you know, I met them when they were six months and three and five years old. And now, you know, the one is in College, but he would tell me stories about things in you know twelve thirteen, and I mean kids were sexually active at that age, and it really bothered me because you know when I was thirteen, I was just worried about getting my first kiss you know um, <laughs> i wasn 't yeah. thinking about those things, and I was a late bloomer, and i didn 't really get interested in boys until I was around seventeen eighteen but yeah, no, it does um. It bothers me that women and young girls are expected to look a certain way and that they're being pressured by boys in their classes. I mean, and I don't like that that's being talked about. Um, and it's one so of my fears about her, school. Yeah. But did she say? I saying?
0: asked her, I said, but where do you think it's coming from? These boys who are only 17, right? Who don't have a vast like sexual experience and they've had loads of partners where they can compare whatever. Where is it coming from? And she says, and I don't know if this is true or not, because again, I'm not raising boys and I don't know. And I, you know, I have no idea, but she says that a lot of teenage boys are watching porn and that and it doesn't even matter if you agree or disagree with it as a thing it's a thing so a lot of teenage boys are watching porn and when they watch porn they see a certain type of body for a woman right Uh, a lot of A lot of the times it's maybe, you know, not natural brass, which again are absolutely fine. But what I'm saying is if a 17 year old boy who does not have experience, who hasn't, you know, who doesn't know. And he's saying this type of body, which is smooth and doesn't have any hair anywhere, then that's what they're expecting when they come to their first sexual encounter with an actual person in real life, you know, and that's where it's coming from. She says, again, I don't even know if this is true or not, but I can sort of understand why it makes sense. I mean, do you think that makes sense? I don't know. Well, it does.
1: And I'm going to take it one step further for you. And one of the reasons why I won't let my kids ride a bus. So we go to public school. We live, Mm -hmm. you know, very close to our public school. The bus picks up two houses away from us. It would be very easy for me to just, in my pajamas, walk my kids to the bus stop. And this is elementary school, Tova. I want to give you, you know, age. So we're talking kindergarten through fifth grade, which is, I guess, around 10, 11 is where fifth graders are. And one of the reasons why I won't let my kids ride the bus is because the kids have phones and they're connected to the internet and the parents aren't watching them and the kids are watching porn. Wow. On the bus to age. and from school at that age. Yeah. And I don't want my kids exposed to it. Now, maybe it's just this area. Maybe it's just this one particular bus because there's a group of boys that are older that live across the lake from us and they um, run wild. They have their own boat on the lake and their parents work and they're latchkey kids. So I'm sure you've heard that term, latchkey kids, kids that come home and their parents aren't home. Um, And -hmm. so they have no supervision and they're doing whatever they want to do. And so they're... I, and I don't want my kids exposed to that. I mean, I remember yeah. my first time on a bus is where I started first hearing sexual terms as a kid um, and I guess I'm sheltering my kids and I'm keeping them in a bubble as long as I can but I don't let them ride the bus because I'm afraid they're going to be mm-hmm. exposed to porn or something explicit that I'm not ready to talk to them about. I mean, they're eight and five, yeah. you know. But and I it- think
0: that is the, uh, that is also like the key. So obviously, you know, you need to get you know you know we'll we'll all have that moment where we kind of have to have to have these kind of uncomfortable conversations. But in my mind, like, I hate it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely hate it. Because a bit like you, when I was 10, I was only... We were only, like... We were kissing in parties, like, on on the hand. (laughs) the back of the hand. Right? And I think I had my first kiss when I was 16. So, like, I'm, like, really, really... You know, the complete opposite, I guess, with how kids are growing up today. But I know that the reality has changed, you know, and that it, this isn't the 80s and that my kids are going to be exposed to all these things, including porn, uh, whether I like it or not. Right. At a much earlier state, a much earlier age. And I think like what maybe I, I don't know, but as parents, what we need to do is actually talk to them about it, especially I know there's a lot of mums of boys. Again, friends that I have that have boys and they're a little bit older, you know, they know that they can't always prevent their kid, even if they don't give them the phone and it's you know parental supervision whatever at home. But you, like you said, there's always that one kid that has the phone, right? <laughs> and they're all like standing there in the break, you know, yes. watching the girl on girl action, you know, and they're gonna see it. Like they are going to see it. There's no way you can you can prevent that. So like I feel like it's really important that we actually have have that those conversations with them to say, do you know what? But what you're seeing now is not real. Like it's not real. Women don't look that way. Do you think she's enjoying that? Is this, is this, do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Put Yeah. Like, it's just making, really uncomfortable just making me sad because you're questions, you know,
1: like, yeah, no, 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 no. I just making me sad because you're right. You're absolutely right. And we are going to have the conversation. It just makes me sad that we have to yeah. think about this in today's day and age, but you're right. Women don't look like that. Not normally. And down here in Miami, you no. know, it's really popular. They have Brazilian waxes. And I don't do any of that stuff. Um, I just take and, care of um, myself, but it just, it's I, like, I it's, recently,
0: sorry. No, Carry go ahead. I, w- I recently shot a video, which was about, uh, which was prompted really by that conversation with my friend, because at the end of the day, like I feel as women, like mature women, mature women, you know, grown up women, <laughs> they're going to make yeah, mature women. <laughs> I love that. I feel like I need a martini. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and a boa. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but like, I feel like as grown up women, we are going to make our choices. And there's a million reasons why we would remove our hair. And they're all legitimate. If you do it for your husband or your partner, or you do it for yourself, or because you want to fit in or because you're more comfortable, you don't like sweating, there can be a million reasons. And that's all awesome. and, And we should all make our choices. And that's great. But when it comes to young girls, young teenagers i feel like they are not yet in the position to really make that choice from that sort of like i've got a martini in my hand and i'm a strong woman and i know what i'm doing and why i'm doing it and that's kind of like where the video was coming from um a sort of like basically to, to those girls and also to the boys that are going out and saying look you're disgusting actually you know if you like someone and I, this is what I'm saying to the young girls. If somebody likes you, they're not going to find it disgusting. And that's just the bottom line, you know? They might feel like, oh, you know what? I prefer something else. But if they like you, they're going to be fine with it, you know? And that was kind of like the message I was going no, for. No, and that's least.
1: great. I want to see that video. And the other question I have is, if why isn't it disgusting then for the men who don't shave? Why are the yeah. women expected and this is the whole topic of our show, why are the women expected to look a certain way but yeah. the same standards aren't held for the men? Why are women expected to wear makeup and look pretty <laughs> all the time? You know what I mean? I and know. why aren't the yeah. men expected to groom themselves in the same way? Um, you know it's one so of the weird thi- because No, go ahead. No, sentence. no, no, carry on. No, I was gonna say one of the things that really bothers me is if I'm having a bad day and I'm out running errands or even my husband might say it to me sometimes if I'm like doing a chore, smile, smile. You look prettier when you smile or like I'll be at the dry cleaners or the bagel shop and you're just like, hey, can I have this please? Oh, smile. Why aren't you smiling today? Like, is it my job as a woman to smile and make you feel better? I just don't <laughs> like that. And I'm curious what you think about that, judging from your no, reaction. No, my God. First of, of all, I can't it. believe that Bob says that. Not all Bob. the time. Not all the time. But just like, you're so pretty. Why aren't you smiling? And I'm like, yeah, I'm your boxer no, 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 no. shorts that have a hundred holes in them. Why would I be smiling I right now?
0: It's it's so true. What is it about the smile? You're so much prettier when you smile. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, you never hear anybody say that to a guy,
1: <laughs> right? Smile. I'm gonna do that next time I walk into the grocery store and the bagger. Smile. 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 Why aren't you smiling today? The reaction would probably be, "What? What is wrong with what? you, lady?"
0: <laughs> These mature women.
1: No, really. <laughs> mature. You keep women, but the makeup thing bothers me too. Yeah. Like I always, I get bothered by, you know, makeup. And, I, you know, I'll tell you a story once, Tova. Once when my daughter was really little, she was like three or four. She just started preschool and I picked her up and I didn't have makeup on. And she mm-hmm. said, mommy, why don't you have makeup on? And I said, oh, I just didn't feel like wearing it today. And she's like, but you look so much prettier when you have it on. You need to put on some lipstick. And you know, I didn't wear makeup for like a month after that, unless I had a TV job. I went completely barefaced because I wanted to yeah. prove to her that you can be beautiful without makeup. But I mean, that pressure, because you always yeah. ask me, where's the pressure coming from to wear makeup, right? I know you were going to say that, but it's coming from the makeup industries and the the magazines and the ads and the, even in the, the tween magazines now, they have all of these ads and there's just so much advertising and so many messages being pushed down everyone's throats in social media, especially. I mean, this social media age is really changing the way people see themselves and people see women.
0: for sure like to be honest it's killing us (laughs) it's killing us but it's true kristen i feel so bad saying this because like a big part of what i do is on social media so i'm part of it but like i have only just recently joined Instagram and I'm kind of like finding my way and I don't really know what I'm doing there yet. And I'm just like uploading a picture a day sort of saying, you know, some sort of message that I have or something that I wanted to say. And then I'm like looking at people's stories, for example, and a lot of them have to do with like how much makeup they just put and what they did with their hair and la la la. And I'm like just thinking... Wow. You know, like we do, we do seem to put a lot of time and effort into our appearance. And again, this is mainly women. And by the way, I'm not shaming anybody who, who takes pride in how they look and likes to wear makeup. I feel like that's awesome. And that's like their choice. But like I said, yeah. I think, again, it sends out a message to young girls that that's how, you know, everybody should be and that's what they need to invest their time in. And that does make me a little bit sad and I don't think that's right, you know. Um, And also, again, going back to how we grew up, I remember when I was 17 years old was the first time I applied any type of makeup on my face. And it was like a really small black line in my eye. You know, the pencil. Yeah, right? I
1: had that and it would yeah. gook up in the your inner cornea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, by the way, I still use that pencil because it's like my regime, you know, but it's like <laughs> That's all I did. I see 14 and 15-year-old girls walking with such a heavy face of makeup in daylight. And you know what, Kristen? I'll tell you something else. It doesn't even look good. It looks really bad. They look so much older than their actual age. They look they just don't look good. And I literally want to come up to them and say, you don't need it. Like, honestly, your your skin is so good. You have beautiful baby skin still, you know, like you don't need to waste, you know, five hours blending and highlighting and this contour. I don't even know what that Means Like, I don't understand what it means. Um, yeah. And yes, the pressure is coming from the fashion industry, from, you know, from social media, from... Because people want us to buy products. That's all it is at the end of the day, right? Yeah.
1: And you said you weren't... You didn't want to shame anyone. And I want to just applaud anyone that has one of those makeup YouTube channels. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even know how to do my makeup <laughs> to be on camera. So first of all, I love the makeup YouTube channels because I learned so much. But you have to understand there are some people that... That might have scars, right? Or they might have Mm. acne or or they're trying to cover a blemish. And I get that. I mean, I get if you're trying to make yourself look better and if you're trying to wear makeup for yourself because it gives you confidence and it makes you feel better. Because I will say that, you know, I I know I mentioned before when my husband travels a ton, I might not shave my legs for a long time because I do it for him. But um, I have to say that sometimes like for today, for example, like I woke up, I've been sick for the last couple of days and I felt awful yesterday. I did an Insta story. I feel awful, blah, 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 blah. But then I took a shower, I put on makeup, I curled my hair and I felt better. So sometimes I yeah. do it for the benefit of me. Like I feel like it's kind of the reverse. You know, people say, um, how you feel inside is how you project on the outside. I kind of think it's the opposite. Like if I'm having a bad day, like I know today I didn't sleep a lot. I'm not feeling, sorry about the sniffles guys. I'm not feeling hundred percent, but I know if I go get myself feeling good, put on some clothes that make me feel good about myself, I'll start to feel better. So like sometimes mm-hmm. on my worst days, that's when I dress up for no reason just yeah. to make myself feel better. Um, I don't know. I do, that's just something I do. Uh, to make myself feel better. And those are the days I'm doing it for myself, not for other people. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. do that or no?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you said, it's even like what you wear, maybe bright colors or something a bit more fun. And by the way, I saw your insta story yesterday and your makeup looked amazing. <laughs> I Just <laughs> wanna say it looked so good. Your eyes were so beautiful. They Thank were so beautiful. You. I
1: watched well, Did I just, she do go ahead. Yeah.
0: Oh, were you talking no, about like, when I
1: was in um and when I was in Atlanta for that business trip? He, yeah. Yeah. So I went to... Um, I work with a great... On my blog, KristenHewitt.me, I'm lucky to work with a great brand. And they sent me to Atlanta to do like 30 TV interviews. So I talked about the hotel on TV and they had a makeup artist and she spent an hour on my eyes. So she wrote down everything she did for me. I don't think I can replicate it, but yeah, she did an amazing so job. So beautiful. I mean, that's an art form right there. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean...
0: Um- with with regards to like what women are expected to do right um or just expected of so we're talking about a lot of exterior things and i and I, I do have other examples and they're not necessarily cosmetic but i will mention the whole so you know like i feel like every now and then a stupid trend comes out and again it's just another I don't know. Sometimes it feels like a joke. But we mentioned this a couple of shows ago, right? The new trend now with the glitter, right? The glitter yeah, and the vaginas. Yeah, but I wonder if
1: that's really, do you think that's really a trend or is that just a company making up some stupid product just to get headlines? I always wonder that. because how many, how many women are really going to do that?
0: You know? I well, I hope not many. I really hope not many. But just the fact that somebody sat in a room and thought, "Hmm, what should we make for women? Let's try and think of something that's going to make women's lives much better." Uh, glitter. <laughs> I mean, really, you know? I, I know. really, I just don't understand the logic, right? Well, I'm thinking I think that so many well, they're just things. trying to
1: reinvent themselves. I think cosmetic companies yeah. are always trying to reinvent themselves to come up with something. Awful silly for us to to buy and something for us to try because there's always a new trend in makeup or women care. I I hear yeah, It is. It is a silly trend. And I really think it's just a ploy and we have to decide if we're going to... Fall for it. I mean, just think about it. As I was on the airplane flying back from Atlanta, I'm reading. Uh, People magazine is like my guilty pleasure. Okay, I'm obsessed with People magazine. I just love it. It's an easy read, and they had the fall trends, and I'm like, ooh, what's the trend? Oh, pumpkin colored eyeshadow. Okay, I wonder how that would look on me. And then, oh, dark purple. I can do that. And you get sucked in, you know? Yeah. You see the celebrity picture, and you're like, ooh, I need to get this copper Mac. Eye palette. (laughs) yeah, I
0: can't live without it. I know. Uh, Okay, but moving on to something a little bit more serious. So this is something that I I really want to hear what you think. Um, When we are talking about expectations from women, Right. right? I have had very interesting... Chats with some women that I know that uh, have chosen and have decided not to reproduce. They have no interest in becoming moms and they don't want kids and they live very happy, full lives with or without partners. Um, But they get a lot of pressure. They get asked constantly, "Why, Why aren't you having kids? When are you having kids? Oh, can you not have kids? Oh, is something wrong? You know, that type of thing. And they're just. And they're content. Like, this is a choice that we made. And again, when I'm thinking about would would it be the same, like, if a man didn't have children, like, do you think they would get the same kind of... You know, pokey kind of questions at all? Like, where is it coming from again? I I don't know. I I'm, I'm really interested
1: to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you know, um, I get that too, and I will admit that I have been that person that meets a new couple and says, "Oh, how long have you been married? Have you thought about having kids?" It's just like a natural, <laughs> it's a natural thing to ask. You don't mean to put that pressure on it. So, if you've ever had that conversation with me, I just want to apologize to you. Um, but I'll take it one step further, Toba. I have a friend who's married and she doesn't work. She's a stay at home wife and she doesn't want to have kids and she is unapologetic about it and she loves her life and she plays tennis and she goes to the spa and she takes care of her husband and, and her home and she has her dogs. And I say, you know, go for it. I mean, if you know that you don't want to have kids and that you just don't have that motherly instinct, then don't do it. Um, And it's a shame that your friend is feeling that pressure too.
0: Yeah. I mean, the way she she gets it is like people... The way she said it to me was, it's almost like just by having a womb, right? People automatically expect that you're going to want to have babies. And when you say to them, no, actually, you know, nothing's wrong with me. I just... I just don't want to have children. They look at you like maybe something is very wrong with you (laughs) and you're just not aware of it. Like you poor thing, you know, you don't even realize how, you know, how messed up you are, you know. And I feel awful for her. Like it's really annoying, you know. I I just don't get it. Um, And again, going back to my question before, like I don't feel, I don't feel men get that question. I think that if a man Are you
1: do you want to be a dad? Of course not. Yeah, like you right. meet a
0: guy. Like let's imagine you a guy meets a guy, right? A dad meets a guy who's not a dad and he goes, "Yeah, I've just been back from Vegas. <laughs> it was awesome, you know. <laughs> I'm going to the Bahamas tomorrow." And then the dad goes, "But don't you want to be a dad?"
1: It would never and happen.
0: it would never happen. You're absolutely right. right. You know what I mean?
1: No, you're right. That would never happen. No,
0: No, you're right. That would would never
1: never happen. happen. And I don't think it's fair for um, the women who don't want to have kids. And I think it's just expectations in general. All right. I want to talk about one thing that's um, happened to me. And it's a conversation that has... So you know that as as a television reporter, I work in sports, which is primarily a male-dominated field, right? We celebrate the male Mm -hmm. athletes. We cover all of the television crew is male with the exception of maybe one woman and um wait
0: but why is it all male there's loads of female athletes i don't
1: right but in the states i don't know about in the uk but in the states they don't televise a ton of women athletics female athletics they televise the male you know they televise the nba now they do televise some of the wnba games which is the women's basketball league but not um as much it's not as you know women's tennis will get covered especially in the in the you know the big grand slams but um it's mostly men and there, you know, are very few women. So, um, when I was first starting out and we were trying to decide if I was going to do IVF and have a baby, or if I was going to get an agent because I had been working on TV for a couple of years and I was doing pretty well. And I met an agent who wanted to get me, um, a potential who could get me a, a national job. And I'm sitting there in his office in New York city. My husband and I flew to New York city on our own dime. I was interviewing agents trying to decide what I wanted to do if I was going to sign with an agency. Because up until that point, all my jobs had been referrals. And he asked me, would you ever consider getting a boob job? Or I think he said a breast <gasps> augmentation. And, um, and you sound surprised, but I wasn't surprised because that wasn't the first time that had been asked of me. Wait, um, this was
0: not a job interview. The no, this, a, this is an this, agent the, the that agent. I
1: was considering signing with. Obviously, I didn't sign with him, nor would I, because he asked me that question. But it's not unusual to hear that question. Of, and my answer was no. Um, you know, I, I never thought about it. I thought about it. My husband and I talked about it. I talked to one of our uh, anchors I work with. Um, and he was like, don't do that. Don't do that. But a lot of women do. A lot of women in, women in television are expected to have big boobs. They're expected to look a certain way for the male executive producers that hire them and for the the male audience that are are watching. Now, my question to you, Tove, and to the audience listening is when you're watching television news or sports or any program, are you drawn to the program because the woman on the show has big boobs? Will that make you tune in?
0: No, but apparently it will listen, but apparently it will because I mean, I'm thinking if it's a male audience and they've probably have statistics on this, like, you know, or not, I don't know. But yeah, I do find that shocking. And again, I have absolutely no problem with anybody who wants to have, um, any kind of plastic surgery it's fine no i mean no issue with that and 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 i myself considered it because let's face it my boobs are down to my knees like literally (laughs) no it's true really and they they're big so like you know i i thought about it but i i'm just really too scared of surgery like i i'm just really scared um but enhancing your boobs just so i don't know for people to for people you know, viewers for their pleasure, and actually going under the knife to do that as a sort of like, you know, a requirement for a job. I don't feel that's right. I feel that's no. Very, very and if sad, you're and if you, know? you are
1: a television personality that's listening to this, and you've done it, and you've done it because yeah. you want to make yourself feel better, I am not judging you. I understand that this is the industry, and the 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 industry standard is to invest in your chest. Yeah, it happens. People do that all the time. It's just not something I personally wanted to do. And much like Tova, it's because of surgery. I've had seven surgeries. I get very sick from anesthesia. I have endometriosis. I've had lots and lots of issues, you know, reproductively in my life. And I choose not to. And the other reason I don't want to, Tova... Is I may not be able to look in the mirror and say I love all of myself, but I really, really like myself, and <laughs> I feel like if I went under the knife, I would be saying, "Okay, I'm trying to make other people like me." That's the only reason why I would do it would be to be to get more jobs or but make see, to please like others. The but issue I, so here- I wouldn't do that. That's the thing.
0: The- The main issue, though, to me is that not the not the women who who have done it, because like I, you know, I can totally understand where that's come from. The issue is that that pressure exists. You know that's the issue, yeah, and- the issue is that some executive or some agent feels like it's totally okay for them to sit across a person like a human being and basically say, "You know what if you want to succeed, you need big boobs that is my problem that is the the thing I have an issue with you know um and i'm i I really it just I just yeah. find that really outrageous, you know?
1: And I find it outrageous um, that people continue. So I was having a conversation with, uh, you know, in the press room, again, I'm one of the only women in the press room of 30 media members. Maybe there's one or two in there. And uh, he was talking to me about applying for jobs. And have you ever thought about going national? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And he goes, well, maybe if you got a boob job, you get those those jobs. Wow. And it was just a nonchalant comment by a radio announcer, but. The problem I had wasn't that he said it because I'm so numb to people saying it. I'm so used to it. But that's my problem, that we've normalized this, that we've yeah, made it okay yeah. to just say to someone that you barely know, oh, maybe you should get a boob job. Like, it's so pervasive. Yeah, because he's
0: not the problem. He's just voicing what everybody's saying and what everybody's thinking. The problem is that everybody is thinking it and that that's what it is, you know? As, yeah, that's and I give this guy a
1: hard time, though, all the time because when he, he, there's, he's, you know, he has a show and there's one woman on his show and he always calls her the chick. And that just really bothers me and I get it it's yeah. a talk show for men and they call her the chick but it just really bothers me she's a woman you know yeah she's not a girl yeah, yeah. she's not a chick like I just feel like women are just I don't know it's like I mean, we want equal rights and we want equal pay and then we're still sometimes treated like second-class citizens. And then if we really get into feminism and all the women's issues, I mean, there's so many things we could go into, but it's just, um, that's one thing that's always bothered me. And I've never, you know, I was afraid to write about it, Tova. I was afraid to ever write on my blog about the experiences I've had. I know, I've always wanted to um, write about it, but I always was afraid that I would um, alienate and offend all the women yeah. that have had boob jobs it's such a sensitive yeah but you see um, the
0: thing is like i and i know i know whenever you you say the word feminism like a lot of people immediately take offense <laughs> without even like right. saying anything else right immediately i've had i've had um you know, I've had a few articles on on the topic, and I've always found like quite interesting to see the how it you know it makes people kind of uh, you know a bit defensive. And but I guess it also depends on what you what you classify as feminism. I think there's a lot of confusion about what it actually means, and I feel like that's why a lot of people get upset when you when you when you raise issues um, like that. You know, people maybe think what you're saying. Oh, you're burning bras, you don't want women to do this or do that or do a boob job. I want women to have a choice to do whatever the fuck they want.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and I did just say that. But uh, we're honestly, not going to bleep
1: what, it either, so there. Yeah,
0: what, that's what I want. Do whatever you want, you know, for you. Do whatever you want. And yeah, and I don't want anybody telling a woman you can't be an amazing sports presenter and have amazing success because your boobs are small. Like for me, that's not, no, I don't like that at all. Um, you know.
1: <laughs> and that, let's be clear that's not why I haven't grown. I am choosing not to grow. I'm choosing to just do the bare minimum of work right now because I want to be with my kids. And that's my choice. And I haven't not succeeded because I have a very small chest. It's just something that's always bothered me and been on my mind. But oh my yeah. God, I
0: feel like we can talk about this for seven hours. <laughs> I do.
1: I feel I the know, same. I know. But if you guys have any expectations that you're thinking about, right, like that you as a woman are feeling like you're expected to do, because we haven't even touched on it. We've only really talked about physical appearance and having children. I mean, there's so many other things we could go into, like how women are expected in a relationship to be the one to keep track of birthdays and the meal planning and the grocery shopping and and just the Mm -hmm. roles of women and men. I mean, we could go into so many things, but if there's other things that you as a woman feel like you're expected to do, please weigh in on our Facebook page, Cole coffee show. We'd love to hear from you. Um, that would be great. And I'm sure we'll be talking about this more on our Facebook page as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Should we- so listen, uh, Kristen, I, 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 I think it's time for the not so news. Uh... Okay. So scientists right, have researched <laughs> and have found out what the best time to have sex is. And it's not at nighttime.
1: Best, not... T- best time to have sex for what? For pleasure or for conception?
0: Oh, oh, that's a very good question. But I got it as pleasure. No, pleasure. Okay, okay got for it. For pleasure, right? Okay, so the best time to have sex apparently is not at nighttime, which I guess is when most people have sex. It is actually, and this is really shocking, it is actually, it's very, by the way, it's very precise, Okay is at 7.30 a.m., which is around 45 minutes after the best time to wake up. So basically they're saying wake up at sort of quarter to seven, right? And then at 7.30 have sex. Now the reason saying what they were saying was that energy levels are at their highest after a good night's rest. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That made me laugh. Because who the hell is having a good night's rest? I'm not having a good night's rest. Oh, I was woken I mean... up twice last night by my children asking me for water or asking me for whatever, you know, like who's having a
1: good night's rest? It's really odd. Well, so are these non parents that they did the study of or just all people? Because <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I just wanna well, know who no is idea. who has like time if you're running to work and who has the energy and who has brushed their teeth exactly that yeah i
0: think it gives you enough time to brush your teeth maybe and have a shower i don't know but yeah they the study was conducted over uh, 1000 people and it doesn't really say if they were parents or non-parents but i i, I beg to differ i beg to differ on this yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to um disagree with that one as well yeah, but exactly. i don't think once you have kids there ever is a good time
0: and by the way, the best time to go to bed, right is 10 past 10 p.m.
1: So not 10 <laughs> to the p.m., minute to the 10 minute: 10:. 10, 10, 10. <laughs> and the best time to wake up is what 6:45 6:45.:
0: Yeah. Wow. And the best time and just one last one the best time to have an alcoholic beverage) <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just loving this so much because I'm going to put this in my schedule, right? I'll get a reminder. Have your alcoholic beverage at 10 past 6 p.m.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you're home from work. You need to decompress. Yeah. Then it gives you a couple hours to get ready for bed. That's interesting. Actually, That's- the
0: reason they gave was like a scientific reason because it gives your uh, liver four hours to recover before you go to bed.
1: I love that you just said "scientifical." Is that a word? If it's not, oh, no. we need to create that. I love that word. I make up words. Oh, no, we need to make, make a T-shirt words. out of that. I love but it. What is the word? Then what was the word si- that I was trying? The to scientific say? reason, maybe. But I like yes. "scientifical" better. <laughs> I always I like it. That. That's a Tovaism. <laughs> we need to create a Tovaism dictionary. Oh, I love it. True. <laughs> okay, what's right. your one? So I have one, which actually kind of goes into our topic of what women are expected to do, right? They're expected to plan the wedding because guys want nothing to do with planning the wedding. So I found uh, an article in the New York post called bride makes her friends bid on a spot in her wedding party. A woman has taken being a bridezilla to the next level by holding an auction for potential bridesmaids to bid for a place in the wedding. So she has six spots in her bridal party. And uh, the auction is also being held for her maid of honor. The quote is, my sister and her fiance are using the money for the auction. They have to pay to be in her wedding to fund the wedding and the honeymoon. Oh, wow. She is 22 years old, which I think (laughs) um, makes sense because I don't think anyone (laughs) that's a little bit older would do this. But um, the quote from her sister is, I just find this really awkward and tacky. She's basically having people pay to be in her wedding. Yeah,
0: so um, that's-, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be a tricky wedding, right? You can just feel the vibe. I don't think anyone would
1: go to that wedding. Would you? No. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't bid to be in that wedding, correct? No,
0: I mean I have heard of people saying we don't want gifts, but we're trying to. We want to go on a really nice honeymoon. We can't afford it. Can you just pitch in like whatever you can give? We'll go towards our honeymoon. I've I've seen that.
1: Yeah, that's this, fine. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't want a, a fondue pot. I get it. You want to go on a you want to go yeah. to Fiji, but bidding <laughs> in someone's to be in someone's wedding that's insane. I mean, they're going to make you wear an ugly dress. You're going to pay <laughs> for that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I was baffled by that one. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of that. And, uh, and by the way, how many bridesmaids did you have in your wedding? No, did you have but a big you see, wedding? We, we,
0: did, we didn't have any bridesmaids.
1: Uh, didn't.
0: We didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You it's don't do done. that. It's no, not done. I'm Is Israeli, a culture? Like we don't, it's not a done thing in Israel. So it's, we just didn't do it. You know, I suppose in England people do have bridesmaids, but I don't know. We just didn't do it. Yeah. Like, did you have
1: bridesmaids? Yeah, I had four, but I um I let everybody pick whatever I said the color is black. Pick whatever you want to wear. Uh, it just nothing too foo-foo or rhinestone, like a simple black dress. Like just pick a neckline you like. It can be short, it can be long. You know, we'll all wear the same color shoes. Uh, what because- shoes? What shoes? So they, they all wore black heels, but I didn't no. make them get the same. Like, And everybody was like, well, they have to have the same material, Kristen, because it's going to look bad in pictures. And it didn't. Somebody had a crepe uh, off the shoulder dress. Another one had um, you know, a silky satin long dress. One had a short, uh, I don't know what the neckline's called. It's like a boat neckline. They each had uh-huh. a different neckline. One had a bow on the back of her dress, but I didn't care because it wasn't in the front. I just didn't want anything too foo-foo. And yeah. they all loved it. And one person paid $100 for their dress. One person wore something they already had in their closet. And I wanted Amazing. to keep it simple and make everyone happy. And then I bought them all black pearl. like had black pearl earrings made. And um, I don't know. I just didn't want to make people buy something that they hated. I wanted what, everyone what, what to enjoy the experience. What color was
0: your dress? What color White. was your dress?
1: White. White. And then yeah. we had peri- like periwinkle purple is my favorite color. So that we had purple roses that everyone carried. Purple things. was the color. But, you know... I just, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want that to be that. That sounds beautiful though. Really elegant. And uh, Bob's suit, was it? What what was his suit? Black and, and Black. he had silver. So we did silver and purple as nice. like the accent colors. I, I mean, Fair listen, enough. if we could go back and do it again, I would have do done a it a million different weddings. ways. <laughs> I know. You know, we should do a show. Okay, I'm putting that is on the screen. Is anybody planning a, a wedding?
0: Send us some information. We'd love to help you plan
1: it. We should do a show. <laughs> yes, that would be you awesome. Know? We should do that. We should have the yeah, cold yeah. coffee wedding show. All right, Tova, I my nose is running and I need to blow it, and I don't want to blow it in the uh, microphone. <laughs> okay. So I just want to say thank you. It was great talking to you guys uh, once again. Thanks so much for tuning into Cold Coffee. You can subscribe, right? They can still subscribe. You can follow us on our Cold Coffee um, show page. But thank you so much to everyone who has been a part of this. We were really loving doing this podcast.
0: Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.